Well, we're finally here. The final episode of Can You Smell What The Rock's Been Cooking? Welcome to the final episode of Lessons with the Rock Apostle, the Apostle Simon Peter. And welcome to the Reman Initiative. Hey everybody, welcome to the final episode of Can You Smell What the Rock's Been Cooking? Lessons with the Rock Apostle himself, Simon Peter. I'm going to read you our text that we've been studying for the last several weeks, and then we'll just have some closing thoughts here around brotherly love and unselfish love. So 2 Peter 1 verses 1 through 12, from Simon Peter, a slave and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior. Jesus Christ, have been granted a faith just as precious as ours. May grace and peace be lavished on you as you grow in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. I can pray this because His divine power has bestowed on us everything necessary for life and godliness through the rich knowledge of the One who called us by His own glory and excellence. Through these things, He has bestowed on us His precious and most magnificent promises, so that by means of what was promised, you may become partakers of the divine nature after escaping the worldly corruption that is produced by evil desire. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith excellence to excellence knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly affection, to brotherly affection unselfish love. For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. But concerning the one who lacks such things, he's blind. That's to say he's nearsighted, since he has forgotten about the cleansing of his past sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, make every effort to be sure of your calling and election. For by doing this, you will never stumble into sin. For thus an entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be richly provided for you. Therefore, I intend to remind you constantly of these things, even though you know them and you're well established in the truth that you now have. Simon Peter. For many weeks now, we've been under the leading of the Holy Spirit. We've been on a journey to discover the path of true transformation, which can only be found in a relationship with Jesus. We've discussed the conditions of the heart, the ownership that each one of us must take in the renewal process. God himself invites us into this renewal process. And as the Apostle Peter has been teaching us for weeks now, we must engage intentionally and cooperatively with Holy Spirit. 
Peter has shown us that those of us who are in Christ, we've been made partakers in Jesus' divine nature. He's shown us here that everything that we need for real life and godliness, all of it is already been granted to us. And that as we grow in our knowledge of Jesus, we can access this. He says we've been given his most precious and magnificent promises in Jesus. It was for this reason, Peter said, that we must take the initiative. We must make every effort possible in costly cooperation with Holy Spirit to supplement our faith with excellence and knowledge and self-control and perseverance and godliness. And last but certainly not least, brotherly affection and unselfish love. I could spend lifetimes discussing the depths of God's love and its effects on us, and yet the surface would merely be scratched on that subject. Peter started his list with faith, and he ends it with love. In Paul's famous discourse in 1 Corinthians 13, where he talks about love, he ends that chapter by saying this, Now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. The Apostle John teaches us in 1 John 4.20 that it's impossible to say, I love God and not love your brother or sister in Christ. Jesus in John 15.35 said that everyone would know that we were truly his disciples if we loved one another. When we love one another, we bear each other's burdens. We seek to build each other up in faith. We don't allow cultural norms or racial barriers to dictate how we relate to each other. The world does not define our relationship. The gospel does. Our relationship with Jesus defines who we are and how we love. What God expected to be formed in us is what the apostles called agape, unselfish love. My brother Mike Green says that the word agape is one that Christians for all intents and purposes coined to denote the attitude which God has shown himself to have towards us and requires from us towards him. In friendship, philia, the partners seek mutual solace. In sexual love, eros, they seek mutual satisfaction. In both of these cases, the feelings are aroused because of what the loved one is. With agape, it's just the opposite. God's agape is evoked not by what we are, but by who he is. With agape, its origin is the agent. It's not found in the object. It's not that we are lovable, but that he is love. Agape might be defined as the deliberate desire for the highest good of the one loved, which shows itself in a sacrificial action of the lover for that other person's good. My green goes on to say, this is what God did for us, John 3.16 this is what he wants us to do, 1 John 3.16. 
This is what he prepared to achieve in us, Romans 5, 5. Thus, the Spirit of God, who is love, is freely given to us in order to reproduce in us that same quality. For men will never believe that God is love unless they see it in the lives of his professed followers. That's from Michael Green's commentary on 2 Peter and Jude. I believe Mike's got it. I think he understands it. As Jesus was preparing his followers, his friends, for the days that were about to come, the tough days that were ahead, he says this to them. He says, no greater love can be shown than this, that one lays down his life for his friends. I got a close brother who I've had the pleasure of watching grow in Christ for the past few years. And he and I recently had a conversation about this idea. And I heard him say, he says, I think it would be easier to make a split second decision to take a bullet for a friend or, or to give your life, your last breath to protect and save the life of another. He says, I think it'd be easier to do that than it would be to live a life that was daily marked by unselfishness, by a sacrificial heart that put others ahead of ourselves. Such a life, one lived for the blessing and benefit of others more than the pursuit of our own dreams and desires, it's almost frowned upon in today's culture. I think it's important for those of us who follow Jesus to recognize that before he gave his life on a criminal's cross, before he suffered the brutal torture and the beatings and the humiliation and the mockery of that day, before he swept blood in the garden from the thoughts alone of what he was about to face, before he ever confessed to the Father, not my will, but yours be done, before he died for us, he lived for us. In Hebrews 10.5, we see a conversation that's being recounted for us. It says this, For the blood of bulls and goats cannot take away sins. So when he, Jesus, came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Whole burnt offerings and sin offerings you took no delight in. Then I said, Here I am. I have come. It is written of me in the scroll of the book to do your will, O God. Jesus lived a life that was not his own. He didn't pursue his own dreams, his own desires or passions, but instead lived a life in complete obedience to the will and the plans of the Father. And the truth is, he expects us to do the same. Matthew 26, 25 says, For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. This is what the rock's been cooking. But the recipe, that always came from the Father. And he learned it by watching the life and the death and the sacrifice, by watching and learning in the agape of the Son. 
Peter wants us to know deeply and confidently how Jesus lived. And then he wants us to know that we are expected to live just like Jesus did. And then tells us that everything we need to accomplish this, well, that's already been given to us. One of my favorite movies is The Last Samurai. In the last scene, Captain Algren approaches the then emperor of Japan to present to him Katsumoto's sword. The emperor asked Algren, tell me how he died. Algren looks him in the eyes and says, I will tell you how he lived. This is what Peter wants us to see. Not only how Jesus lived, but because of how he lived and how he died, that we, through him, through how he lived and how he died, and by the power of the resurrection, now have been made partakers in his divine nature, and that everything we need to live as Christ has lived. Everything we need to have the same mind in us that was in Jesus is there. We need to stop thinking that we're merely human. Paul said, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new and you have been made new creations in Christ Jesus. What magnificent and most precious promises we've been given. And now it's upon us to grasp these, take hold of them, and live in them. Now that you've sat at the table, you're without excuse. Until next week, guys, may the Lord bless and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Go live in the power and the promises that are yours in Christ. God bless, guys. You've been listening to the Reman Initiative. For more information, check out our website at www.experienceremand.com. There's a contact page there. Why don't you take some time to drop me a note and let me know what you thought of today's show. Or maybe you've got a question you'd like for me to dive into in a future episode. Let me know about that. Hey, if you like what we're doing here, why don't you give us a five-star review on Apple iTunes? It'll help us reach other men with what is intended to be a lifeline, and a message of hope. Until next week, have a great day, guys. God bless.